Welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast. Uh, just myself and Paul this afternoon. How are you doing, Paul? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Good, uh, good afternoon's entertainment yesterday. We're going to have Athletic Nil, Preston North End Nil. It wasn't the goal fest we was all hoping for, but nevertheless, a good entertaining game, Paul. I think the testament to how entertaining it was, was we looked at the clock at about 20 minutes gone, thinking it, you, you look and you're thinking, it's only 20 minutes, this is going, the time is going so slow because there was plenty going on on the pitch. <laughs> Usually, I think when the time goes slow, it's because it's crap match or we're losing, or, or we're winning. Well, well, I mean, we're winning. Because uh, yeah. when you're winning, time does drag because you want the... Uh, you want the final whistle to come, but uh, and boring games. But I didn't think it were boring, did you? I mean, there was no goals, oh, no. no goals, but there was a lot oh, of it was, it, it, it was a good entertaining watch. Um, like I said, plenty of incidents. If we're looking at the incidents, uh, I think the, the the standout one that we well, there's two standouts, but the first standout that we've got to mention is is uh, Ben Amos's double save from Troy Paris and then Reese who followed followed up. And there's, there's not a Latic supporter in the ground that didn't think that was going to be a goal when he got through. And then when it when the rebound came out, there's not a Latic supporter that didn't think that was going to be a goal. He stopped them both. You, you've got to say that the keepers won us a point there. Brilliant double save, yeah. It proved his worth uh, superb, superb. And I thought he played well, you know, during the game also because he didn't have a great deal to do, but he commanded his area, marshaled his defence. And uh, yeah, I thought he, he thought he had a good game. You can't think back to anywhere where there was any kind of worry, can you? Apart, I mean, obviously from that incident where you're praising the keeper, but you can't think of any any sort of fumbles or anything like that where you just had that little moment of panic and then somebody cleared it. Yeah, he, he was he was pretty solid. There was just the one in the second half where um, I think it was a corner that was swung over and it was headed into the floor and it bunched up, bunched up and it hit the top of the crossbar. I think that was probably. The closest they came to a goal after that uh, after that double save. Um, but anyway, uh, and the other one that's that's the standout was the red card. Now, now I've heard I've heard Ryan Law say that he didn't think it was a red card and they're possibly going to appeal. Seeing it live and then watching it on the replays, <laughs> it's well, you're laughing, Paul. I know exactly why you're laughing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was definitely it was a comical one. Well, he, he's, he's, he's tilts on the floor, he, he's gone in, double-footed, and sent him breakdancing, hasn't he? How can you, not, how can you even consider that's not a red card? He had a very short afternoon, didn't he? Comes on, not long, not long after, off you go, son. It's a red card all day long. He's covering co- he's with both feet against the... He's probably got stub marks on his chest, hasn't he? Definite red card. I don't know if you've seen Curtis Tilt's tweet or not. He said, uh, that's my career after football started, and it's got some... Dancing emojis on the doing the break dancing spinning right. Yeah, on that's it, it exactly. Yeah. Just yeah, you know, I know they've got to defend the players, but there's a point where you lose credibility defending your players, isn't there? Because it's ridiculous. What more's injury? Uh, it was a double tackle, weren't it? He he went through on. I couldn't tell if it was his his foot, his ankle, or his knee. What what did it? it was a it was a, a 50-50 no quarter given by either player, and it looks like Jack Watmore come off worse. Yeah, I mean, he definitely come off worse, hasn't he? Because it took him a while to get him back going. He looked like he was all right, to be fair, because I was trying to keep an eye on him. And then, you know, not too long after, he goes down again and he's off. And, you know, as uh, Paul Kendrick said, he's already missed more minutes this season than he did the last season. And it could be a huge blow because, you know, you know, we've had it before, Rolls-Royce defenders, he's in that mould, isn't he? 
Curse come in, he did an half decent job, didn't he? I mean, we've still kept a clean sheet. You've got uh, what Mo and Tilt played a fair bit of football together, read each other, work together quite well. We've just got to find another partnership that works at the back if he if he's out for a while. Hopefully, you know, it's heavy bruising or something like that, and he's he's got a week off, hasn't he? And he's right for next week. I'm not knocking Jason Kerr at all because I think he, he he was excellent yesterday. It's just that that situation he got caught a little bit with, with the pace of parrots. And it, it did look like it could, I mean, that's the first time I've seen him in a straight leg race with someone. And he does look like he isn't the quickest centre-back. Centre but he, he defended superbly throughout the rest of the game. So, he, you know, he can't knock him. And I have no qualms uh, with Jason Kerr as a stand-in for Jack Watmore while he's, while he's injured. And I'd even be an advocate for three with, with Kerr in there, with Watmore in the middle and Silt on the left. But what we don't want is to see Jack Watmore out for any length of time because we know he's had his problems in the past. Uh, he had a great season last season, injury-free. It may, may be just an impact injury where he's jarred his foot a little bit or jarred his knee and it just needs a little bit of rest to take the swelling down. Fingers crossed that's Hopefully. all it is. Something I want to talk about as well. Well, two things here, performance-wise. We've just mentioned Jason Kerr, but Taylor... Sort of Taylor. I was going to say Taylor and Nilt then, but I've got me, I've got me, my players mixed up. Naylor and Tilt, they put the body in front of everything. The pearl, you see, I thought they were superb. Tilt, typical performance, typical Curtis Tilt performance. He even had two, two of his, of his characteristic runs up the, uh, up the left, dribbling through, you know, Tilt to tear you apart. And then Tom Naylor was absolutely everywhere and didn't give the midfielder an inch. You're absolutely right. Um, there was one of those tilty runs where he got caught at the end of it and he went down and had a bit of treatment because we were thinking, oh no, we can't lose two centre-halves inside the first game. And we were having a bit of a panic. So he got up, he, he put in a great performance. I mean, you look at it, Preston, we decent, decent side at this level. And between a combination of the back four, Ben Amos... Uh, and like I say, Naylor was everywhere. Power was a little bit quieter, but still putting his foot in here and there. I thought they limited Preston to not an awful lot. There was a lot where you were worried. There was, there was a bit of panic, but actually, when you think about it, Preston didn't really have much in the way of the Naylor double save, but I'm struggling to think of anything else on top of that. I'm a yeah, Reese is a, a shot across across goal in the, in the second half, which went past, flash past the, the far yeah. post, but... I think that was about it, really, like you say. I'll tell you what else who impressed me immensely yesterday. We knew he was a good player when we signed him. Joe Bennett, I thought he was exceptional on that left-hand side of defence and, and getting forward, playing, linking up with James McLean. I, I did a bit of um, a bit of research on, the, on who's got what experience at this level. Joe Bennett stands out by a long way as, as having played more championship games than anybody else in the spot. 263 games at this level. It was all good stuff yesterday. No, no, no mistakes I could think of off the top of my head. I just thought we had a good, solid performance yesterday. I, I mean, for me, the, the the biggest thing where we're going to struggle is is actually creating goals. I think from the back and the middle, we're pretty solid. You know, we're just lacking that that forward for me at the moment. Obviously, we've not seen Charlie White for a fortnight now, and there's a question mark there as to to, to where he's missing. McGinnis won a bit yesterday, and. and and tried, but I just thought well, there was a little bit of cutting edge lacking. But then I suppose you could say the same for Preston, wouldn't they? Apart from that one thing where, like say, where Parrot was through, they didn't create much. The two sides cancelled each other out. Again, going back to Ryan Law, he, he, he said both sides 
put the bodies on the line. I think they did. And when we were attacking, we didn't have a lot of space in their box. I mean, they worked out really well. They closed all the space down. They, they were back in numbers and it was difficult. I thought Will Keane, there was one particular incident where Keane had the ball at his feet and there were five players around him and they couldn't get it off him. And it just needs that little bit of something special coming from him to create something. Perhaps it, it was crying out a little bit for Tello Asgard, but bringing him on, who's your tech-off, and do we give a bit away with bringing him yeah, on? Yeah, I'd, I'd have took Lange off. He looked a bit spent to me, but, you know, that's just from sitting it stands and having an opinion. It may well know different from the stats, but, yeah, he, he looked tired to me. Yeah, he was definitely knackered, and towards the end, he had that chance, didn't he, where he run him from the right-hand side, and he, he tried to... Uh, he had a shot from, from the byline. I know he was trying to catch the keeper at the near post, but with three players in, in, in the centre, though, for, waiting for a pullback. And I think tired bodies and tired minds make you do things like that. Yeah, you know. tired bodies generate tired minds and tired decisions. But to be fair, he scored like that at Bolton, didn't he? He's done that time and time again, so, so he'd never knock him. I mean, something you mentioned there about Preston, you know, they looked... Loot, Comfortable at times, and and we look comfortable and cancelled each other out. When you think about it, you know, in in the last six seasons, they've never finished below fourteenth in this division. They're a solid mid-table side. People were wondering if we had the quality when we stepped up in in the squad. Off yesterday's show, and it's only one game, but off yesterday's show, I I thought we matched them in 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 all departments and we cancelled each other out. So as far as the season ahead boards, I think it, it's it's quite positive. I don't think we're going to be challenging in the top half, but I think we can probably say we're good enough not to get relegated. And I think this season, that's the main thing. We're not going to go for that rarely spotted thing of a mid-table finish, are we? Well, I would hope so. Do you know, I'd love nothing better than a little bit of mediocrity this season just just to settle all our nerves back down again after you know what we've had over the past two or three years a game like yesterday against an half decent side where you've been competitive will establish some belief in this team if we get a decent result at Norwich be it another point or better still through the belief comes in it's early season you can't help but get that little bit excited until you've had a couple of defeats under your belt one thing to mention about yesterday's game, one massive thing, Tom Naylor, his 500th professional appearance. And I think that deserves a massive round of applause. Quality player, and uh, it must be a really proud achievement. To be honest with you, Paul, it looks like he could go on and, and there must be at least two or maybe even three seasons left in him yet. Both Max Power and uh, Liam Richardson said that in the uh, in the post-matches, didn't they? That I, think it was, I think it was Max that was saying about nutrition and players looking after themselves now more than they ever have. And they were saying there's two or three years left in him. And again, with the quality you've got, if you drop down a division or two, you can always sneak an extra couple of seasons in, can't you? Look at Perkins. He's, he's still going at Bamber Bridge, isn't he? <laughs> at 75, whatever he is now. The stats from yesterday's game, 51% possession to us. We had 20 shots, five on target. So Preston's 11 with just two on target. We committed nine foils, Preston 17. With two yellow cars, Power and Dariqua. Three yellows for Preston and Evans received a red card. There was 15,429 on, 4,000 away fans, so 11,000 home fans. And I think that's a, a fantastic gate for us because first games of the season at home, people are on holiday, you know what I mean? We, are, we usually miss a few, yeah. so I think that bodes well going forward. Man of the match, as voted for by the listeners 
on both Facebook and Twitter is Lassie's goalkeeper, Ben Amos. I think most people said he deserved it just for his double save. And also Tom Naylor was very much in the running as well. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I mean, I feel like we've, we've got a point off the back of that double save. And he was solid elsewhere, so yeah. Can't argue with that. Lone watch, Luke Robinson made his Tramia debut yesterday, played on the left of a back three. Tramia were at home at Prenton Park, but unfortunately, they lost 2-1 to Stevenage, who are one of the favourites for relegation. I saw the highlights. None of the goals were Robbo's fault. In fact, he was screaming at the players around him when they went in. So, But it's good to see him starting and getting some regular football, which will help him come on. Before we finish today, there's uh, one thing that we want to talk about. And it's uh, an incident that occurred yesterday after the game. I feel Greater Manchester Police were quite lacking. As we were walking over to the bridge, I noticed to my left there was quite a few Preston fans running up the side of the canal, heading towards the bridge. Obviously, there's two streams going into the Lassics fans coming out of the eastern and south side. And there's the stream of them coming up down the side of the canal. And we ended up in a bottleneck, a little bit of pushing and shoving. And I know people... Shouldn't get agitated and fight. But this world we live in, we, we were well aware that there's knobheads and that's what they do. And it's up to the police to protect and serve us. So it was their job to stop us coming together, which they didn't do. And there was quite a quite a, a nasty incident. It could have ended up a lot worse than what it was. I had two grandkids with me, so I was trying to protect them both. There was Preston fans and Wigan fans there trying to stop people from, from misbehaving, but there was those intent on doing it. I actually saw top of the bridge, some lads throwing things down onto the heads of people below, lighters, bricks and you know stones. We're in East 8. So bang on the final whistle, we're out and away. As we were on the canal bridge, you, you could see all the Preston fans streaming out. I said, what happened to keeping them back for 20 minutes? Uh, and yeah, okay, if you do that, some of the clowns from our side are going to hang around, aren't they? But at, at least that lets all the sensible people who don't want to get involved have 20 minutes to, to get out of the way and clear the area. And then the police at least know what they're dealing with. I just thought I couldn't understand it at all why the Preston fans were coming out. And then I was like, like you obviously have seen a couple of the videos and, and things of, of, a, of a bit of kicking off. But yeah, we, we we walked across the bridge and there was more police on the other side of the bridge. You're in that little circle at, at the top of Myra Lane than there were on the on the side of the bridge where all the supporters were congregating, coming out the ground. And that, like you said, it just, all right, they can be sarcastic and I say, where do you want me to stand? But stand where it's going to go off. Yeah. You know, stand where the idiots are. Paul, the other thing about it is they've policed games of a similar nature to that before and they've policed them effectively. They, they have Sometimes they have a cordon of police officers down the canal stopping the away fans from, from coming up until, until the, the majority of the own fans have cleared. That wasn't in place yesterday. Why not? Like you say, holding well, them back for, for a few minutes until we, we clear yeah. off. Well, it happens to well, there was precedent to say we're, we're at that end of the east stand so where our seats are, are on the you know exactly where our seats are they're just below the exits and the end of a row and, and we're out of there fast on any given day and we were crossing the bridge with Preston fans yeah we're crossing the, the bridge with decent Preston fans who, who you know were, were interested in getting on themselves they were you know they were interested in causing an aggro but it just yeah. doesn't make sense no and the other thing is the Civil Contingencies Act 2004 puts onus on, on the police to prepare and plan for incidents like this by law. They're supposed to do it by law. They didn't even rely on previous operations that they carried out. There must have been officers there who policed us 
previously against Bolton, for example, last year, and, and how efficient that was. Because there was no trouble around that area last season with her when we played Bolton, because they stopped it. Oh. And why did not do that again for this one when there were so, there were so many supporters in that way end and it was obvious how it was going to kick off well we're running out of time here Paul so we're going to have to knock this on the head I've been in touch with GMP hopefully I'll get some reply I don't think I will but let's see and we'll report back on it but let's not that spoil what was a good day and uh, we'll look forward to looking forward to the Norwich game on Wednesday when we're back and hopefully Adam will be back with us by then so on that note it's uh, (laughs) up the ticks and come on come on up the ticks 